I go ahead, Paul. Me first. Yeah. 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 I, I think seven. If they ask me, George Peros didn't call me. Uh, maybe called you, Val. I don't know. But if he called me and asked me, I see no, seven. I He's got to get seven. Uh, this is ridiculous. He's, the problem is he's a hell of a player, and and Colorado needs him. But uh, he's got to get seven. That's it. To me, anything less than seven is is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and you know what? He had a great playoff run last year. He was on, on track to having another successful season in the playoffs. Pulls the third time is a charm bonehead move. You know what? I think uh, in between six and eight games total, is what he should get and probably would get. I think the minimum will be five, like we discussed off air, but I, I see maybe six or seven also. I think what we've seen uh, as a record with the safety department of the National Hockey League, I think, unfortunately, they will not give him the suspension he needs to get realistically. I would throw him out of the playoffs, third time's a charm, uh, let him really think over the summer. You know who he's let down probably more than anybody? His teammates. His teammates. Joe Sackick. Yeah. yeah. Listen, bringing Jordan up. Jordan, listen, we're going to go right to Golden Knights. All three of you. First, it's you, Jordan. The Golden Knights came back from a 2 nothing loss. Uh, I, I, you know, Talbot looked good until the midway. Uh, all of a sudden, Flurry took over again. Uh, where do you see this series going in the Golden Knights? Uh, the, that, that's the thing with Vegas, right? At, at any point, they can kind of come up and take over a game and, take, and eventually take over the series. And that's what we saw last night. They had over 20 shots in the second period, and they made Cam Talbot look really uncomfortable in the net. At times, it looked like he was fighting the puck. Uh, he wasn't controlling his rebounds very well. And uh, and uh, well, the Vegas uh, capitalized on that. So I am a little worried about Minnesota coming down the stretch here. Uh, I, I did pick them to win the series, but... After the game last night, it's 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 up in the air, I think. Hey, hey Paul, uh, Mark Stone, who we like, uh, just uh, when we were talking with Z, Z said, wow, could you see him in Ottawa right now with that leadership for the next couple of years? Uh, he certainly showed up last night, 21 minutes, uh, had a goal, uh, two goals. He looked like he took over the game. Are, are you comfortable where, where Mark Stone is to turn this team around? Because, Jordan, you would pick them in seven. I'm still on the fence. Paul set us straight. Yeah, you know what? I love Mark Stone. I think that team really got together after game one loss. You know, it was uh, an overtime one nothing loss. You look at it and go, okay, boys, we threw everything, plus the kitchen sink at Talbot. He played amazing. He played the game of his life. He won't continue to do it. Let's just keep doing our job, working like we have been. Uh, we've got Marc-Andre Fleury, a great goalie, and Robin Leonard there if we need him. Uh, Stone is the ultimate leader, and Vegas showed what they can last night. 22 shots in the second period, a big win. Vegas is on a roll right now, guys. Well, I'll go to you, Val. Obviously, Camp Talbot was third star, even though letting four goals in. Uh, I'm not sure who's picking the stars. Yeah. Uh, sure, he had 22 shots. It was a 5-2 loss regardless, uh, picking him as a third star. Uh, I would have went back to Fleury. I thought he made some key saves. He didn't have a lot of shots compared to what Camp Talbot. But his, uh, sorry, do you think Camp Talbot, uh, if he stumbles, they're going to go to the backup? 
No, uh, they may just to change it up, but I think the biggest thing is experience uh, on either side. Uh, Vegas has experience of being pretty deep in the playoffs. Minnesota's a fairly young team in this new scenario that they're in. I think they they realize that they have to play a full 60 minutes. My apologies on the cl- hockey cliche, but they're going to have to play a full 60 minutes for the remainder of games if they want to be able to beat Vegas and not just get swept in the next uh Two games, two yeah, next two games. So, wow. Uh, so let's predict that you, uh, Jordan. Do you think they're going to walk through this now? Do you think they've kind of found their legs? I know you picked them in seven. Uh, are you concerned about that uh, prediction? Um, I'm not overly concerned. I, I think Minnesota is still uh, generating some good offense. Um, so I, I'm I'm still going to go with my original uh, my original guess. Uh, Wild and seven. Paul. I'm staying with Vegas and six. You know, Minnie will win another game, but Vegas and six. And, of course, Val, you think uh, Minnie's done? Uh, yeah, I think overall, in general, it's like, thanks for coming to the show. I think Vegas will close it out. I can't remember if I picked Vegas and six when we had our show things. If not, Oh, trust just... me, we've got it on film. We'll go back and check when you uh, do your 1A, 1B on us. Right, Paul? <laughs> I, I do know I picked Vegas. I'm not sure if it was in seven or six, but I'm gonna if I pick seven, I'm gonna change it to six. I think Vegas will come out. It's just too much firepower, especially on the goaltending. So hey, thank God it's Friday and the weekend. Robert Wine, thank you for being I I get thank God he said weekend because I thought it was Saturday today. I just can't get these days all fixed up. Split Splitting twigs, good afternoon. And, of course, Craig, you are absolutely right. Can't agree more. It is Friday. And you know what night that is? It is the Winnipeg Jets against the Edmonton Oilers. We'll talk about that in a few seconds. But we do have to bring up, uh, I guess, our token Leafs fan and journalist, James. What's going on, James? (laughs) We know your mic's muted because you don't want to tell us how you really feel. I had some construction go on. I was saying things could be better, but I mean, we got playoff hockey, so hopefully we'll see a bounce back tomorrow night, but excited for tonight. Well, I know we're all going to obviously wish uh, Tavares uh, all the best. Uh, an incredible uh, injury. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. We have, are now, I think, James, you guys have all reported. I did not see this one, but it does state that it seems to be all the tests were cleared for any structural damage, which is really good. But there is concerns on a concussion, and he's been monitoring, being monitored at home. He is at home, and he said he's, he gave a big thumbs up, as we saw last night. But he also tweeted out, he will be rooting uh, with Leaf Nation, and he thanks everybody for for obviously uh, cheering for him and getting him through this very difficult time. I just want to ask you guys quickly on uh, the injury itself, James. Uh, you saw it. You're a you're a, a true blue and white. Do you think the justification of what Feligno did uh, to Perry challenging him uh, was correct or not? I I think a lot of people. Uh are looking into this pretty seriously. I think at the end of the day, it's just a fight in the National Hockey League. We see fights every night. I think that, um, you know, Corey Perry eventually was going to have to deal with someone on the Leafs because of what happened. That's just the nature of the game. You have you have 20 guys all out there, you know, watching their captain lay down on the ice. So whether it was accidental or not, someone is going to end up eventually doing something. So I think Felino was kind of saying, you know, let's just get it over with now so we can we can focus on uh, on the game. But I think either way, uh, you look at it, uh, there's some rights and wrongs. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's what he did, and they cleared it and they moved on, and, and they're moving on to the next game. So, 
Paul, Paul, I'm going to leave you for last because I know you, what you're going to be talking about, see kids. So just hang on, Jordan. Um, while while I don't agree with the fight uh, totally, um, you know, it, it's already happened. It was an accident. You kind of move on. Uh, like James said, it is a part of the hockey, and I think he, Corey Perry was going to have to answer the bell at some point during the series. Um, it just happened to be that that game. So uh, I think now that's now it's out of the way. People have out of their out of their system. They can move on to the next game and kind of carry on with the series. Jordan, he did answer the bell, as you both have said, but then Simmons had to come over and start it up a little bit again. So I, I don't really understand this, and you're going to hear from Paul. I, I'm pretty much with Paul. Uh, Val? Yeah, I'm pretty much with Paul. I know I, This is a first, so get this on film. I agree with Paul in the whole scenario. We don't even I know mean, what Paul's going to say. I, I kind of do, but we're, we're on the same page on this one. I think I'll leave the profanity and the and the the uh, disclaimer to Paul uh, when he talks. But I think it was just a bonehead move. I do understand that emotions were running high on both sides, just seeing what happened, the player being stretched off. And it was just an eerie silence uh, when it did happen. Uh, I don't like they've got iPads on the bench. They could have seen that it was a pure accident. There was no intent. Um, I don't understand the fight either. Uh, luckily, nobody got hurt in that fight. There was no reason for Perry to answer the bell for what he did because he didn't do anything. If you watch the replay on, on regular speed or even slow motion, you can tell that Perry's trying to jump out of the way. It was an unfortunate accident, which could have severely been worse. It was just a perfect storm of incidents. I'm glad to hear that John Tavares is doing well. Uh, it was easy to see that he was for sure going to be out the whole playoff series. He will be missed, so somebody will have to step up for the uh, club moving forward. All right, Paul, I know you're going to go on this one. I do want to just say hi to our good friend, uh, Mark County. We're going to go to you, Bobby, too, in a few seconds. We saw what Splitting Twig said. Uh, guys, uh, Mark, I love you, bud. I just don't think it's part of the game. And you'll listen to Paul, and then I'll do my little uh, shtick on it. Yeah, you know what? Counts are one of my favorites. I coach them in ball hockey, and, and I love them. And you know what? I want to be—I don't want to be a hypocrite because you know one of my guys went down when I played. I was the first guy to throw the blocker. But here was an opportunity, guys, to show new school hockey. You know, Nick Polino's a great player. I love him, but he did old school. He brought it back to when his dad played in the '70s and '80s, where no matter what, you threw a punch, you did whatever. It didn't make a difference. This was an opportunity, Nick, to show all the young kids that are watching that sometimes you can be the bigger man. You knew that uh, uh, Corey Perry felt terrible. He did not want to do this at all. He felt devastated. He went over there. He's tweeted. He's tried to get in touch with Tavares. You know, this was an opportunity for everybody to just look at somebody on the other team and say, hey, no hard feelings on this. Let's move on. Let's show the kids that we can all be men here, not idiots. And the number one concern should be my captain, John Tavares. Hopefully he'll be back in this series. But let's be smart and finally show the kids out there that we can be not, you know, knuckleheads from, you know, 1970, Dave Cholton. Oh, you hit my guy. I'm going to hit you. Okay. He didn't mean it. It shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have happened. Polino, I'm disappointed. 
Hey, James Jordan, you wouldn't have known these, but I'm sure you guys do. Remember those robots? Yeah, Rock'em And, rock and, and then the yeah. head would pop up. You look like that for a second, Paul. Hey, listen, talking about tough and crazy type of guys, Craig Campbell all the way from Spooley, as we know him, all the way from Adelaide. Listen, I know that you would jump him and beat the tar out of him, but coming from you, I think, uh, you know, nobody's right or wrong here. There's a code, and I think we have to understand that code. And this is where I think uh, Bobby B's got it. Absolutely not. This is not part of the code, in his opinion. And, of course, James Jordan, there's nobody saying that your opinion's not right or wrong. We're just trying to understand that I think the way Feligno shows his toughness is, has that little chat. Perry knows he has to answer the bell. I agree. Perry could have, you know, skate. Tony said, why didn't he just skate to the bench? Uh, but, you know, we, he couldn't do that. But they could have answered a little bit differently. You know how they could have answered it? Played a better hockey game for their captain. They looked terrible. And, yes, people are going to say, listen, we were all concerned about Tavares. What happens if Feligno broke his hand punching Corey Perry in the head? What would have that done for anybody? So I think we got to think beyond that a little bit, guys. And I'm going to come back to you, James. Of course, uh, nobody's here to chastise uh, the Leafs because we saw with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer. I don't know how I predicted that it was going to be Hellebuck. I just pulled it out of my hat. I did say that I felt Carey Price would come and show his, show his two true colors. I thought maybe, again, I had the 1A, 1B. I thought he was going to come and be stellar. I thought he was okay. I thought Carey Price made some great saves. But where I think the disappointment was that, yes, they hit three posts, but where was Marner and Matthews even after that hit? That's where you need your leaders to lead after you lose a guy like that. James, I'd love to hear your comments on what you felt as a true Leafs fan where you sit now. Yeah, I'll just quickly finish up on uh, on the other comments. I thought – you know, there may not have been intent or there may not have been uh, a purpose to go out there and injure him. But at the end of the day, your captain is laying there on the ice, unconscious, bleeding from his head uh, and likely going to be out for the series. So there is going to be hard feelings. It's not just going to be something that, you know, everyone can say, you know, I'm sorry and I'm get over with. So someone eventually is going to have to deal with it. And they will with. So that's what I'm going to say on that. And with the Matthews and Marner, I thought Marner had a terrible game. Uh, he had nothing going at all. His He was giving the puck away. He was firing it over the glass, you know, taking uh, penalties. He he clearly looked like he had a lot of rust on him. And, you know, maybe that relates back to, to the last game of the season where Keith, uh, Keith rested him and then the Leafs had about a week off. So maybe that had something to do with it. But I thought Matthews was okay. I thought the power play was, you know, not great. They didn't score a penalty kill. was amazing. Um, but... But, yeah, I think Carey Price, he played well enough to where uh, they could get the win. I think he made, you know, that one huge save on Marner, the one-timer, and then a couple other timely saves. But other than that, I don't think he really had to do much because the Toronto Maple Leafs did not have anything really going at him that, you know, was, uh, was a grade-A chance or anything like that. Listen, I'm going to let Paul just pipe in here because I think it's I, I think that's paying a disservice to Carey Price. I think Carey Price was spectacular when he needed to be, James. I, again, I think, yes, maybe the Leafs were a little bit lackluster, but I think you got to get full marks to Price because it could have been. We all saw that incident. We all see him, saw him break a $300 stick. Jordan, you and I talked a little bit about it. We thought maybe it was a lack of confidence. I did say, you know what, it could have taken away the pressure from the team and put it, we guys do that, Wiley veterans do that. Paul, I want to ask you that. Do you think that that incident that that uh, Carey Price did the day before uh, or in practice kind of took away any of the, the, the media pressure on the team? 
quickly. Oh, I think so. I think you are 100% right. We talked about this yesterday, and I, I gave Carey Price no chance. I don't know why. I'm, that was so stupid for a veteran goalie. I thought this was going to be a Leafs game. They were going to come out, a statement. I said 6-1, to one, actually. I thought they were going to dominate. But I think Price is a genius. By doing what he did and smashing his stick, it took everything away from the players. It took away from Gallagher coming back. It took away from all the young guys that are playing. It, it took away from Dominic Duchesne going, benching or sitting out his three young guys. And it was genius. And Price stood up and he and he made the big stops when he had to. And I give kudos to Kerry Price, man. He was a genius doing what he did. Can I ask uh, James one question, Gooch? Absolutely. So you James, got ten, we got 10 minutes. We're going to okay. do the 29 so, minutes. Right, Rosie. Real, real quick. So I, I know you said, okay, uh, Perry didn't mean it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He had to do it. So what would have happened if Marner would, same situation, Marner knees whoever on the Canadians, and he tries to jump out of the way. Is somebody on the Canadians going to gonna try to pound the crap out of him? Same thing? That's a tough one. I don't know. I think well, – I think Marner same scenario though. Marner and Corey Perry are very different players with very but different. Perry didn't. He tried to jump. He didn't want. He's played with the bars three times in World Championship. He did not mean this. Look at his face when it happened. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for that one. But uh. all right, no worries. Hey, listen. We're, time will tell. Let's see what. And we're gonna leave it with you, James, as we get into it uh, and wrap up on the Leafs in a second here. I did want to go to hear great comment from Mark. This is coming at you again, James. Thank you, James. Leafs did not play well. I think it's very important, as he says. I think it was the minimal quality chances. You're not going to score on Carey Price. So my question to you, really quickly, is: Have they given Carey Price the confidence he needs now to maybe take over the series because we were all saying if they lit him up, I'll tell you what, Montreal is in trouble. Maybe they've given the, him that little edge. James? Yeah, potentially. I could see a situation where that uh, that grows his confidence first game back, you you allow one goal. But I think if you expect the Leafs to come out and, and play three more games like the way they played last night, you're crazy. I think that I think that, you know, they had nothing going. They were out of it from the beginning. And Montreal didn't play a great game. I thought Montreal was very average to below average in that game. They snuck away with the win. They had two breakaway goals, and that was really it. I thought Campo played great. But I do think that uh, we, we cannot expect to see the Leafs put out a, another game similar to what they did last night. I, I think we're going to see a lot more for sure. Don't disagree, but the best player on the ice last night, James. Jack Campo. Jordan. Josh Anderson. Bell. Uh, I gotta go with Carey Price for being off for being off that oh. long. Yeah, yep. I agree with Val. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God, Val and me, we're gonna be like oh. best friends is, now. Is it a full uh, moon Carey, tonight? Carey, I'll Carey tell Price. you what, Carey Price hundred because he did what he had to do when he had to do it. George, Jordan's staying in the house because you know what? I thought it was Josh Anderson. I yeah. expected Carey Price to be Carey Price. That break, he hit 42 kilometers an hour. Josh Anderson, where the heck did he get that kind of speed? He's a so, and, yeah. and I think by you saying, Jack Campbell, last question on that, this part, what you know, those two goals, you can't really fault them. Those are goal scoring goals. But I don't, I, I know this is going to hurt some people's feelings, but the two goals were set up not by Montreal Canadiens, it was by gaffes by Joe Thornton. I love Joe Thornton, but man, are you sitting him next? James. <laughs> I think maybe I would be sitting him, but I don't think Sheldon Keefe is sitting him. I think that. Jordan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll just. 
Yeah, you go. I think uh, I think Engvall and Galchenyuk are coming in, and I think Joe Thornton is staying in the lineup. So, Jordan, <clears throat> I, I think it's hard not to. I think it's hard not to leave, not to take him out, just because uh, again, like two great, he had two turnovers, turnovers at the offensive blue line. That's one of the most dangerous places in the ice. <clears throat> I think it's only like fifty over over half of all goals come out of that start from that area. So, I mean, it's it's, it's still gonna be tough to leave him in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what Montreal do, does when they play. They're a patient group and they pounce on opportunities. And last night they made they made good good on both opportunities of the Leafs turnovers and that's how they got the uh, the two goals and and they did play a well defensive game bit of boring back to the New Jersey Devils in the trap back in the day but you know what they played a really good defensive game capitalized on the on the uh, mistakes by the Leafs so Paul mind you real quick if uh, Sheldon Keith coaches with his head Thornton's out if he coaches with his heart Thornton's in all right, let's see what goes on tomorrow night. I love it. Hey, listen, we got a couple quick comments here. Uh, Bobby B, some silly penalties hurt the Leafs. How many times do we clear the puck over the glass? Panic penalties can cost you a game. Uh, you know, I'm going to give that, – that's a tough one. Uh, were they panic specifically? Uh, Marner's, you know, he's just taking a swing of the puck. I'm not sure it's panic, but uh, certainly – was. I would go more towards the Leafs power play than than what went on in giving penalties. It was what they did on the power play, kind of dismal again. And you're not going deep into the playoffs if you're not going to be able to uh, obviously register a better power play than that. Val, Colorado, is it done? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, no disrespect to uh, to uh, darn who are they playing? <laughs> St. Louis, no disrespect to St. Louis. Both games have been really fun, entertaining games, but Colorado uh, Grubar is playing awesome. It, it's like him and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. I've said this when we were doing our picks. It's too bad that Colorado and Vegas aren't to stand the Stanley Cup final, but somebody's got to uh, to get to the final. You got you either got to go through the Colorado Avalanche or the Las Vegas Knights. Uh, I think uh, St. Louis might pull one out. They are at home. They will pull one out. But I think uh, Colorado's too strong um, from goaltending to uh, all the way down to McKinnon, who's on a tear. Paul, McKinnon, a very good uh, point. McKinnon, right now, Conn Smythe Trophy winner, if you had to, if it ended right now? After two games? Sure, after two games. they got to win 16. I, I love the kid. Uh, he's got lost in, you know, Crosby's shadow sometimes because they're from the same place. But Colorado in four. Uh, St. Louis is not in the same category as Colorado. Well, you know what? I would also put Tucker Pullman in there. He's uh, outscoring uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, top uh, stars right now. So uh, then I want to go here with you. Obviously, when we see a situation with the Canes and the Preds, I like the Preds. Uh, Do you think that the Canes are going to walk through this series, James? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think out of all the series we predicted, this was kind of the uh, the most obvious one. I think just like the Avalanche, they'll be sweeping the Blues. I think with the Avalanche, you could throw out that top line and Kale McCarr, and they'd probably still beat the Blues. That's all they need. But yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm gonna say they're probably gonna sweep the Predators. Predators might get one game out, but I mean, Carolina's just way too good playing against that Avalanche team. Jordan, thank you. Seven points for McKinnon. I'll tell you what, it's going to be tough. If he keeps going on this tear, we're great. Uh, Bruins, right for you, Jordan. Are the Bruins, they, they're they the team, they're the sneaker team that I think is going to do a lot more damage. I think they'll beat the Washington Capitals. Have you that same opinion, Jordan? 
Yeah, I've kind of had that since the start of the playoffs. I've always liked Boston's chances in the playoffs against Washington. Uh, they've had a lot of good matchup uh, series over the years, and this one is, is exactly like the uh, turning out to be no different. Uh, it's great hockey. It's great hockey to watch. It's a lot of fun. But I do think Boston's going to come out of this series in seven. All right, we got two minutes. Here we go fast. Paul, to you. I think Who's this the best. No, I thought you were talking about Boston. I said tonight's the critical game. If Washington wins tonight, it's a series. Boston wins tonight, it's over. All right, coming to you first on this one. Uh, If you would uh, think of acquisitions at the trade deadline, who's the best one so far uh, that's playing in the playoffs? Well, you got it right now. Unfortunately, Bennett gets a suspension. He got a nice goal, but uh, it's got to be Jeff Carter. 100% Jeff Carter. Val? Yeah, I'll go with Carter. He seems rejuvenated back to when he was a top goal scorer for the Kings. He's having fun again, playing on a winning side, and uh, things are going well for him. I'd say uh, Carter also, yeah. Jordan? Uh, Three goals and one assist for Jeff Carter, so it's it's hard not to choose him. James? Yeah, I think... uh... I think I'm going to have to go with the 1A, 1B. Jeff Carter and Taylor Hall, they're both. (laughs) I love it. Hey, hey James, it's the best. All right, we're ending it off right now. we got one minute. Quick answers. You're going to end it all, Paul. Uh, Winnipeg versus uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Tonight, Val, what are the chances for the Edmonton Oilers to beat the Winnipeg Jets? I picked the Oilers in seven. I'm going to stick with my man, Mike Smith. I think the Oilers win this one tonight. Jordan. I think the Oilers take, take a game, too. Oh, God. James. Zero chance the Edmonton Oilers win tonight. The Winnipeg Jets will win. They're getting Ehlers back. They're getting Dubois back. They they won without those two guys, and they're getting them back. The Jets are winning. I got my last guy here, Paul. It's all you, Hellerbach or Smith. Thank God I disagree with Val on this one because if it would have been three in a row, me and Val, we would have to gone out for dinner or something tonight. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sticking with uh, Winnipeg. I love Hollaback. He is world class. I love him. Unfortunately, he's playing for the States in the Olympics, not Canada. Uh, the Winnipeg will win again tonight. Yeah, I got to hey, stick guys, with just, Mike Smith, so I made that choice from the beginning. All cool. right, well, hey, listen, I I picked the Winnipeg Jets to upset the Edmonton Oilers. I picked the Montreal Canadiens to upset Toronto. After one game, I'm looking pretty good. Yeah. The second game always shows the difference. Hey, guys, we did it in 29 minutes. I love you guys. I love this format. We'll get it uh, tightened up. And you know what? Tomorrow, the roundtable. Don't forget about it. And the Weekend Warriors. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Kerry Goulet, better known as The Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. 